Clinical Issues by Karen Decay. Mask Use During Cystoscopy and Tonsillectomy Procedures Question There has been some debate at our facility about whether it is necessary for OR team members to wear masks during cystoscopy or tonsillectomy procedures because they are short, clean, contaminated procedures. What is the recommendation for wearing a mask during these procedures? Answer. Personnel should wear surgical masks in the presence of open sterile supplies, and when the potential for exposure of the face, nose, or mouth to blood or other potentially infectious fluids exists. The purpose of a surgical mask is twofold. One, it protects the wearer's face from large droplets and splashes, and two, it prevents the exposure of the surgical patient and supplies to surgical team members' nasopharyngeal and respiratory tract secretions. Proximity to the surgical field provides a greater chance of exposure to blood and other body fluids. In a non-experimental study that evaluated scrubbed personnel's masks for blood splashes during otorhinolaryngology procedures, masks were contaminated with blood during 76.9% of tonsillectomy procedures. However, even without being in direct contact with the surgical patient, perioperative personnel can be splashed or sprayed, particularly when large amounts of irrigation fluids are used, such as during a cystoscopy. Using electrosurgical devices and surgical power tools also increases the likelihood of exposure. In a study that investigated the presence of blood-contaminated aerosols in ORs during oral and maxofacial procedures, Researchers covered the exhaust ducts of the OR ventilation systems with a filter to collect atmospheric samples at one, two, and four weeks after the procedures. The results indicated that blood-contaminated aerosol particles remained on the exhaust ducts after 21 of 33 procedures, and the number of blood sites increased from 26 after one week to 92 and 143 after two and four weeks, respectively. The mask's packaging should indicate the mask's barrier level on the label. Table 1 lists the degree of protection provided according to the mask barrier level. Healthcare personnel should select a mask based on the task and degree of exposure they anticipate, including the type of procedure being performed and the likelihood of being splashed with blood or other body fluids. For example, total joint arthroplasty versus myringotomy. Additionally, although the evidence that surgical masks reduce the likelihood of surgical side infections is conflicting and difficult to generalize, the fit and type of surgical mask worn by personnel may reduce a patient's chance for developing a surgical side infection. Personnel should select the mask with the features, for example, ties, ear loops, elastic, that provide the best coverage of the mouth, nose, and chin and that fits close enough to the face to prevent gapping at the sides. When the mask fits correctly, it is less likely that the microorganisms from the wearer's nasopharyngeal and respiratory tracts can be transmitted to the patient or sterile field.